Hey guys, so I uh, got a Christmas gift. There's a little sign that says, ask me, uh, ask me about my dad jokes. So I hung down the door, first person came by, asked about it. I said, eh, don't worry, it'll become apparent pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. I want to sign like that now on my door. I just Dude, that's, a... that's a double joke. Like that that's fantastic. I've uh I've got a no trespassing sign at my door because of the uh the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> yeah. On my um, cubicle, I have a sign that says, uh, do not distract me. I am easily distracted and I have work to do. I could see that. Because they bring over projects and I'm like, I'm gonna start working on this and this and this. And my boss is like, What about this? Oh, 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 oh I forgot about that one. I forgot about that. I saw something shiny. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I do that. Our front door has the no soliciting. We found religion. Uh, we don't need solar. Go away unless you're delivering Amazon or you have Girl Scout cookies. Bang on that door if you got Girl Scout cookies. I don't think they're allowed to knock on doors anymore. Um, They still do around here. No. But anyways, uh, welcome back to another episode of As Dad As It Gets, uh, the podcast where a bunch of ADHD dads talk about their door signs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm your host, Larry. And we, we actually got Dave back. David. Sorry. We had a whole conversation about that. Um. John is is not able to to join us tonight, and Tom is still on sabbatical. Um, but today we have another guest um, to help us celebrate Pride Month, uh, Rex. And um, everybody want to say hi? hi. Hi. Hello. I didn't know my yeah. voice could go that high. Yeah, you'd be surprised, right? Um, so. Rex, why don't you tell us your dad's story and and how you became a dad and everything? Yeah, definitely. So um, I have uh, two kids here. Uh, well, not here right now. They're on vacation. But uh, I'm a dad of two uh, as far as actual kids. Uh, started off with animals. So we have uh, three dogs and uh, our oldest there is 13 years old this year. So he's been around for a while. But um my wife and I have been together for going to be 15 years this December. Uh, we met in 08, uh, started dating December 08, moved in in January 09, engaged in July of 09. So we kind of started off pretty quickly there and just been riding things together ever since. Um, so we have a four and a half year old. Uh, so she's a November baby of 2018. And then uh, our younger just turned two last week. Oh, so you've, you've got a pandemic baby. <laughs> we have a pandemic baby. Yep. Our baby announcement was uh, a sign that said mom and dad couldn't stay six feet apart. <laughs> I have one too. Uh, I think we all, like a lot of people have pandemic babies that we've had on the show. Um, and so compared just, just uh, from 
uh, a dad point of view, how is a pandemic baby different from um, your older child? Very much so. Um, our older is a lot more independent. Um, she, during the pandemic, was afraid of masks at first, got a little bit of stranger danger, but not too bad. Um, our younger, you know, being born through the pandemic, it changed everything from the, the C-section and who could come to the hospital to where we could go afterwards, uh, especially because she had a, um, a minor heart murmur. And so she was wow. in the NICU with that and hypoglycemia when she was born. So five days in the NICU, uh, follow-ups with a cardiologist. And uh, so we had to be extra careful her first six months. Basically, nobody could come around unless they were uh, vaccinated for full Tdap, uh, as well as no symptoms, you know, fully isolating everything. We, even if you're vaccinated, had to wear masks inside the house. We had very few visitors because that was you know, May of 2021. So right in the middle of everything. Yeah, that's we that's didn't at the take heat her of... out anywhere besides the doctor's offices. Yeah, um, and I mean that that's very serious. So I'm glad you guys took it serious. Yeah. Um, but so, what makes you a part of the community for the LGBTQ? Um, as far as that goes. So uh, both of us, wife and I, are bi, and we are also uh, polyamorous. So we have a, a polyamorous relationship, which is very different from open relationship. Uh, but uh, so we both have in the past and current other partners as well. Uh, so like I said, we've been together going on 15 years um, and she actually has uh, a boyfriend who lives with us as well. Uh, and they've been together. This is actually going to be 10 years now, nine, nine and a half years. And he's been living with us for seven. So you mentioned that it was different from an open relationship. I think with the media, um, they kind of portray that polyamorous lifestyle as like, you just go out and do whatever with everybody. Um, can you define what the, the relationship actually is like the, the parameters of it? So, for some, they are very similar. For us, it's not uh, it's not an open relationship where it's you know just go out and you know date whoever, go do whatever you want with whoever you want. Um, for us, it is you know we feel that you know love is not just a one to one thing. So while we have our own dedicated relationship, we also you know can have other people that we have those relationships with. Um, it's not how some people are where the three of us are a triangle. It's two parallel relationships, I guess you could say. Uh, so she's, you know, dating or together with both of us, uh, but we're not all three together. Um, you know, I've had, you know, people I dated on the side, online relationships in person. So uh, very but, different from, you know, just, it's not just, you know, threesomes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is tv lied to me um but, yes. uh, like to me it's how, either it's either one one of two ways right it's either oh go out and do anything or it's a cult like that's how the media always portrays yeah. it it's one of those two things and there's yeah. nothing in between yeah uh you can what was it uh, sister wives kind of thing you can blame mm -hmm. that sh those kind of shows for for that 
Um, but how does that dam- dynamic um, affect as far as parenting um, for for your your wife's partner? Do they help with with your kids? Um, mm-hmm. Everything. It's essentially it's a triple parent relationship. So for us, it's mom, dad, and dado. Uh, so he is dado. I'm daddy or dad. Uh, when we're working together, we're daddy-o. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's you know, we'll all work together. We go out, do you know, group outings with the family. Um, our schedules are tending to be opposite a lot of times. So if I'm working during the day, you know, they'll go out, go to the park. The you know, the two kids with both of them. Um, if he's working on weekends, then you know, weekends are more my time with her and the girls. So we'll go out, we'll do things. If we have days off for overlapping, then we'll all go out together. We'll get dinner. We'll go, you know, shopping, go to the park, do whatever. Um, so for the most part, you know, it's one big happy family. So I know one thing that people have mentioned a lot is that it's going to be hard to explain it to your four, four and a half year old and your two year old. How difficult or easy is it to actually explain it to a toddler so they understand what the dynamic is? I mean, they, she just kind of, we don't know if she understands or doesn't, but she just kind of goes with it. The toughest thing is that our extended family, most of them don't know. So, you know, going to visit my family's local, my parents, and, you know, we got to make sure she's not going to say anything about, you know, Dado being, you know, in the room with us because we all share the same bed. Um but he also has his separate room. So, uh, you know, that's kind of his computer room has a futon in there. So if anyone asks, that's his room. If they don't know, if any of his family's around, then it's, you know, the master bedroom is their room. That's my room. I'm the roommate. So we kind of, you know, got to have a cover there if we need it. But for anybody yeah. who's familiar with us, they generally know. And I mean, it's so, uh, but yeah, I mean, both the girls, they they don't really treat it anything different. You know, the innocence of children, I guess. Yeah, that's more of what I was leaning towards because I know like we had that with my daughter because I'm a bonus dad. So we had to explain that at some point. And she was just like, mm-hmm. hey, cool. I have two dads now. Like she could have cared less. So yeah. I just know people you tend to use that of, oh, you're con- going to confuse them. Not really. Yeah. No. no. I mean, it's like, it's like with my daughter, I mean, she's got her adoptive parents and then she's, we, we don't have her biological parents around, but she's got a lot of biological family that we interact with. And so she's got like 10 grandmas, um, and everything. It, it really gets confusing when trying to explain it to, to people. I don't think she, she understands. She's just like, all right, this is a cool person that I go and play with. Yeah, but that's getting to the extended family part. Like, I think that gets confusing yeah. no matter how old you get. <laughs> I, I've been, yeah. I've been with my wife for uh, ten years, and we, uh, I still haven't figured out her fine uh, her family tree. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I feel sometimes. I'm with you for some of that because uh, my wife, um, her family is mostly in Colorado, and yeah, there's every time we go, it's like, okay, so who was that I just talked to? I. It's a huge challenge. She's got <laughs> 15 nieces and nephews out there. It's like every branch of her family, 
she was the oldest to have kids, and she's one of the only ones to not have three or more kids. So her cousin, who's five years older than her, she's turning 40 this year. Her cousin is 45, is already a grandma four times over. God. So, <laughs> like, they're out there visiting right now for vacation for summer for three months, and uh, yeah, it's it's all you can't go more than you know three or four days without talking to family and it's you know everyone has kids between both of my kids age so they both get along with everyone out there so they do a birthday party and it's you know 25 kids show up and you're related to 23 of these 25 kids <laughs> don't ask me which ones you know right and i have no <laughs> idea which ones um so and don't for... ask me their names <laughs> yeah just call them hey kid uh I actually did that. My my wife uh, and I thought that one of my daughter's cousins was a, a girl because they had like this beautiful hair, like beautiful long blonde hair. And my wife was like, I accidentally bumped into her and they were like, it's a boy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. But for um, for the family that you, you haven't told, is it more out of uh, like protecting your children? Because a lot of states are going against the LGBTQ community and they think that, you know, what is just normal life, like a lot of people will define it as child abuse. Is that, is that why you guys aren't? No, it's not anything to do with that. It's more, they are, like, my parents are very conservative and protective, always growing up. You know, yeah. I moved out when I was 20. I still had a curfew. Um, I was living in college dorms, going out for bowling night, and I would have to go and hide in a quiet smoking area at 10 o'clock at night to say, yeah, I'm back in my dorm getting ready for bed. You know, I just finished up my homework and yeah, I, I left bowling early, so I'm going to bed for my 7 a.m. class tomorrow. Then I'd hang up the phone, go back inside and stay at the bowling alley until 1230, 1 a.m. <laughs> So very overprotective, and it's just it's not something they would understand. Uh, yeah, they would have a hard would, time grasping that. Yeah, it, uh, they would not. They'd have heart attacks and be gone probably. <laughs> they yeah they they would not understand that. Now her side of the family, they would be confused, but I think they'd understand and support it. Um, and then her partner, uh, his family actually found out about it. Um. Some of the family did. Uh, so his sister saw a Facebook photo, a uh, pregnancy announcement or something, and caught on that it was her and it wasn't him being named in the photo. So she caught on. She's like, wait. <laughs> wait a this, minute. You guys got something going on, don't you? And so eventually his mom found out. And you know she's actually very supportive of it as well. So That's fantastic. Uh, you know, She's come for visits um, before she found out. So, you know, I was the roommate at work, uh, but now she knows. And so, you know, when she sends cards, you know, she'll send birthday cards, Christmas cards to all of us now. So, yeah. So it's like the, the kids just got another grandma pretty much. Exactly. Yep. They got one mom, two dads and extra sets of grandmas. So uh, funny thing, as I mentioned, I'm bonus dad and we co-parent so well with my wife's ex that a lot of people assume that we were uh, 
a thruple because he's over here was watching my kids because he wasn't working at the time or he was working minimally. So like when she would go to class, he would come over and watch even my son. And they're like, are you guys all his his grandparents were looked at us all and were like, are you guys all a couple? And they were so confused. And like, I mean, they're older like significantly older and down in georgia right so it's because it's his grandparents so they're like mm-hmm. wait a minute and we're like no he's just we just all get along but <laughs> we had and then uh my neighbor also thought that we were uh it was all three of us because the first year i lived here i bought the house like in middle of october and we had trick-or-treating and me and him took her my our daughter around to trick-or-treating and they didn't see my wife yet so the first time they ever saw me at this house was me and him with this girl you know this little uh she was three at the time taking her trick-or-treating and then it was like a year and a half later in the summer they saw my wife working outside and the lady like came over looked and then walked back to her house and we're like what is she doing and we went over there and she's like i thought you were a gay couple i was confused why there was a woman over there i was like that's my <laughs> wife <laughs> someone's cheating on somebody yeah right like she came all the way like halfway across the road like not even looking from her window because she's like kind of kitty corner from our house <laughs> so like she came all just waddling all the way across the road i thought you were a gay couple like, uh, yeah, we had no. a neighbor um, who they had only seen me walking the dogs. Um, so they'd see me all the time. You know, walking, just I do laps around the block with the dogs, uh, get them some exercise. They'd seen me with the dogs, never seen the kids. Um, and then uh, this was before our youngest was born, so it was just the oldest. So the three of them were going for a walk. Uh, my wife, her partner, and uh, our oldest go for a walk. So the same neighbor sees them for a walk. They start talking because she loves little kids. So from then on, it's always been, you know, according to them, the girls are both his and I'm, <laughs> I will say we look kind of similar. So I'm the uncle. So <laughs> she thinks we're brothers. Uncle dad. I, what? Whatever, whatever helps them understand what's, what's going on. Makes Exactly. Whatever lets them understand it, whatever lets them not lose their minds because they did not like our, well, her husband didn't like our dogs and he was very, you know, don't let anyone touch a blade of grass on my yard. Uh, oh, I've got and, those neighbors. Yeah. Uh, they're all old. I'm waiting for them to die. Do they tend to be <laughs> the older ones? Yeah. yeah. Um, I used to run a lawn service and I could still care less about what my yard looks like. <laughs> I'm like toys everywhere. Uh, I'm like, ah, go ahead. Have fun. I, s- I sent you a picture of, of my grass being shorter than theirs. They still haven't oh, yeah. fixed it. It makes me so happy. It's like my grass is the shortest. We had 48 hours to respond. Yeah. Dad code. But the other thing, you know, with the living situation, we're mentioning that is, you know, these days housing costs, like we own the house. Um, and we, we bought this house in 2019. If we didn't get it when we did, we wouldn't, we'd still be renting now. It kind oh, of yeah. fell into our laps. But, you know, these days the cost of everything is so high. You got to have three adults living in a house just to be able to afford it. Yeah. Um, which I mean, just rent in my area. I, I live in, but kind of a midpoint between Nashville and Knoxville and average rent cost in, in that area is around two to 3000 for like a two bedroom apartment. Uh-huh. Um, we got, we got lucky and, and bought our house 
back in 2016. Um, but yeah, that that does add that additional income would make things fantastic. Excuse me, fantastic. It, it definitely helps. I mean, yeah, down here, yeah, I'm in Central Florida, theme park areas, everything like that. Cost of living is pretty high. Um, we have people advertising a single room being rented out, not even like you know a studio, like separate access. Just I'm renting a room in my house, 900 plus utilities. Wow. You want a two bedroom <laughs> apartment? You're looking at two to four thousand dollars. You want a two bedroom house with a garage, anything like that? You're looking at three thousand plus. And you know, like I said, we bought this house back in 2019. It's a four bedroom, 1800 square foot house. Our mortgage is 1500 bucks a month. Mine, mine's 700 a month. We got lucky. And it's a three bedroom house, but it's really old. So yeah, I have a three bedroom a house. Brand new build. With We're the brand taxes. New build and... on a quarter acre with horrible grass. Okay. So. so with the taxes and stuff, not just the mortgage, I think my total is like 1200. But I live just yeah, south of Detroit, so the housing market here, like even any two bedroom apartment, it's like eleven hundred bucks. Like it's nothing like that. Um, at one point, I I got this idea of like because apparently you can buy a missile silo for relatively cheap in Nebraska and Kansas, <laughs> uh, New Mexico also. New Mexico too. The, okay. Yeah, the one I was looking at was New Mexico. It was like thirty five thousand for for the at the time. Um, I was like, I just need to buy a missile silo and, and turn it into like a hotel and just live there. Um, that was my, my plan. Put it on Airbnb. But yeah. People will go wild for that. Living in a missile silo. Yeah, no, they'd go nuts. <laughs> if a missile silo around the corner for me, it's, I don't know, it's about 15 minutes. But uh, they filled it in with concrete, so you can't actually go to it. So I'm like, man, why would you fill that in with concrete? It'd be so cool. Right? I was like, I'd That'd buy awesome. that. Um, so with you you being in Florida, like how much of of a fear is it for your children as far as what's going on and, and with their I'm not gonna say his name. We are not a fan of him. Uh, we have quite a few names for him, but yeah, we are not a fan. Um he has made a lot of changes that are affecting very close friends of ours who are now attempting to leave the state. Um, we, and not only just related to you know, poly or even you know, sexuality at all, just the education system in the state of Florida has been changed yeah. so much. We are planning on being out of here within five or six years. Come to um, Michigan. Like said, the house is three years old. Before the house is 10 years old, we're going to be gone because we don't want our kids getting a full education in this state. Even private school doesn't help as much. So we're trying to be moving out to Colorado by the time our oldest starts middle school. Oh, come to that... Michigan. I need more bandits up here. <laughs> uh, the, because there was that uh, teacher that put the movie Strange World on mm-hmm. and she's had to quit because of it what's wrong with strange world i haven't seen it because it uh promotes a uh same-sex couple he i don't even think they they identify like 
they're they're gay, but they don't have like they don't make it hardly any part of the story. It's a strange it's, world. I figured they weren't actually like human beings. They were strange things. <laughs> they're all human. Oh, uh, yeah. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it's pretty decent. Right now, I'm I've only allowed to watch Marmaduke. Marmaduke. I haven't seen the whole thing, but yeah, it's not like it's you know a whole gay agenda movie. It's just the main yeah. character is gay. That's it. Oh, and it because she did not get authorization from the school board to air that movie to her class, and one of the kids in her class's mom is on the the count of the district school board, she filed a complaint with the state. Yeah, and like it, this teacher got attacked for it. It's mm-hmm. terrible. And in the movie, like it, it, it doesn't have. It's not pushing anything. It's just he happens to like guys. Like that's it. And can't do. Uh, is it the new uh, live action Beauty and the Beast because LeFou is gay? Oh yeah, that movie's fantastic though. It is. They tried to shut that down. Yeah, I remember them trying to shut that stuff down. That but, can't be aired in school, even though it's a PG movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, th- I think Disney should just take over Florida. <laughs> they have the power. Like, yeah, they have the money. Threatened to secede from the state before, and yeah, they, they could do it. Yep, they could. I was reading an article on that about how they could, and it's because they they have like their own government chip from when they first did it. That was one of the things, uh, Walt said that in order for them to build it in Florida, they had to be able to self-govern. So they had to write that in so he can succeed at any time. Yep. So it is, most of Disney is its own city. Uh, there's a couple parts of the exterior areas are surrounding cities, but most of it is its own city of Bay Lake. There are five houses on one street. These are privately owned houses. And if you live there, you have a lifetime pass to the parks for free. And they kind of just cycle through who is the mayor, who's on the board for the city, who is the city you know, uh, secretary, things like that. And whenever they have to do elections under state laws, they just, it's whoever lives there because you have to be a resident to be on the board or to be the mayor. So they cycle mm-hmm. through that. They have their own EMS fire department. Yeah. They have well, had the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which was construction, road services, everything. That's the whole thing that's been decommissioned recently um they have their own private security force it's you know built up with local sheriff's office but even that they could take that over because there's literally a separate division of the sheriff's office that only handles disney and like a two mile surrounding area (laughs) so they're disney cops crazy dude disney security is no joke oh i bet Um, i worked there for a short term Doing security, I uh, and and also Universal because they're kind of pretty much right next to Disney. Universal yeah. security is no joke either. Uh, a friend of mine and I went to Universal, and we went to Adventure Bay, um, so their their water park. And in Adventure Bay, there's a huge volcano there that's actually a water slide. Um, anybody that that is out of shape, I don't recommend it because it's like a two mile hike straight up this mountain. Uh, to to the water slide, and then they put you in this tube, and Emperor's New Groove style, pull the lever, and you just the floor <laughs> drops. 
and you go straight down to the slide. Um, so they have two slides when they do this. Me and my friend went. I got in one slide. He got in the other. The guy operating my slide was like, hey, take your glasses off. Hold them. Cross your arms and don't look down. And I was like, why wouldn't I want to look down? And I look down and he opens it up. <laughs> And it's just water going in my face and I'm panicking. So I can't look up. So I'm going down the whole slide, drowning the entire time. By the time I get down to the bottom, my friend is there. His guy didn't tell him to take off the glasses. So we were, we were like, Hey, you guys need to shut this down so we can get his glasses out before somebody goes through and, and, uh, breaks them. And they're like, no, just come back. He's like, you don't understand. I'm blind. We can't, there's no coming back. There's and no while we're sitting back there, from this. <laughs> yeah, while we're sitting there arguing with them, I Where'd back up. <laughs> yeah. I, I back up into what I think is a wall. It turns out it's a person. Um they had called security and these two guys, which were just a refrigerator with legs, mm-hmm. um, are standing behind us getting ready to pick us up and throw us out. But they, they finally realized that we weren't gonna go anywhere and, and got his glasses. It took like maybe thirty seconds. But no, security's no joke there. They're um, not. I've worked with them also. I um, I worked contract security for some of the, the places around Universal. So we had to work with Universal Security. But uh, no, SeaWorld also has one of the rides like that, except it's worse at the start. It's got the drop tube, but it's like a twisty slide. They hit the button, it starts a countdown. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one, launch. Thump, 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 boom. Yeah, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I'd be so, that's effective. I'd be so mad. Yeah. Um, so for, uh, for your, like, for anybody that is wanting to become polyamorous and, and has kids, what are some, what's some advice you would give them? Number one piece of advice, whether it's someone who has kids or not looking into polyamory, is jealousy will exist. Communication must exist. Talk it through. We we talk everything through. You know, if there is jealousy, you discuss it. You know, set limits. You know, okay. You know, we have limits on you know what we do with who we do. You know, we make sure you know anything that is going to happen has approval of the other. So it's not just you know totally random wildness. Um, you know, you know, like I said, we talk about everything. Um, we're the type of people if we get angry at each other for something, we'll fight it out right there and then. We'll argue about it. We'll talk it over afterwards. Then we're back to you know getting things done. So you know, communication is absolutely key. Don't hold anything back. Otherwise, that's going to ruin the entirety of the relationship. Uh, and, you know, that's going to affect for the kids, too. You know, how you parent the kids. You know, different people have different parenting styles. So you have to make sure everyone is on the same page with, okay, you know, what sort of punishments are acceptable, what's not. You know, um, how much the kids know about everything with the relationships. You know, some families they don't know at all we keep ours a little bit more open like because like i said you know, we're all in the same house we're all in the same bedroom so the kids are aware of that um, and you know they don't really 
well, our younger one just barely started talking, so she doesn't really have questions. But our older, you know, she's four and a half, and she doesn't really have questions about it. She's just, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's, so. it's kind of the only life that they've ever known, so. Exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been living with us the whole time. Um, you know, there's going to be a day, I'm sure, where it's, you know, okay, how do we have two daddies? And, you know, once they start understanding, it's okay, so, you know, who's biological, who's not? And, you know, to us, that doesn't matter. Uh, right. Honestly, for our first, we're not even 100% sure. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think that being biological defines anything as far as family. Um, but for unless a medical for, concern comes up, that's about it. I mean, I'm yeah. adopted myself. So I know you were talking about uh, the adoptions over there. But yeah, I'm adopted at birth. So, you know, the people who raised me, they're not biological. Makes sense for some things, but yeah, no, it's um, you know, families who raises you and who you know, who cares about you. Yeah, fully believe that. One hundred and ten percent. I don't. I don't talk to any of my biological family. Um, but for for parenting, um, how hard is it to to set those limits? Because I know me as a parent that even even with my wife, there have been times where I'm like, "Don't say that to my kid," or something like that. Um, how often does that happen with you guys? Not overly often, um, honestly. Us two bandits kind of are more the same style, so kind of like what you just mentioned there has happened. You know, <laughs> she's on a different level um, for you know what punishments deserved, and usually she's getting mad at us for. I wouldn't say usually; it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, if it happens, it, it tends to be you know she thinks we're over punishing. Um, I get in trouble for that too. You know, it's <laughs> you know. She's only a four years old. You're treating her like she's a teenager. <laughs> no, she's a four year old. She understands what she's doing. We're you know discussing and giving a relevant punishment. Um. So is it is it like a a council? You guys vote on stuff. A lot of times, yeah. Um. You know, we have you know group chats, text messages, you know, whatever programs that we use um, for chat we have each other on all of them so um you know a lot of it we trust each other to you know whoever's with the kids you know we'll address it mm-hmm. but if you know there is something you know oh you know so and so was you know misbehaving they did this and this you know we'll at least get a text message to say hey you know they did that you know this is the punishment so when we get back home you're aware of it okay well, that makes sense to do. I should start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I should definitely start doing that because then one of us, the other one of us, gets home, and then my son's like, "Hey, so and so said I can have a cookie," and I'm like, "Oh, all right, go ahead, have a cookie." And then we realize that no, we said he couldn't have cookies today. Oh, well, that's his third, so <laughs> that's yeah, a good oh, we've, idea. <laughs> we've had that with, uh, oh, you know, I want to use the tablet. I want to play my tablet. Are you supposed to have your tablet right now? Yeah. Okay, I'll go get it for you. And then, you know, she'd done something during the day that she lost the tablet. So, you know, I didn't know that. But, yeah, no, like I said, we've got text groups. We've got, well, uh, other bandit doesn't use Facebook. So there's no Facebook Messenger, but uh, we use, you know, Telegram and Discord for gaming stuff. So we've got group chats on all of them. And we know, you know, if it's something, you know, more direct, we'll do text messaging. 
if we need to reach him for anything, it's usually Discord because he's on the computer and that's the only thing he's paying attention to with his headset. Um, if it's, you know, something just, you know, hey, by the way, this is going on, you know, not too important. We'll do that through one of the other systems just so we can, you know, we keep them kind of compartmentalized there. Or the ADD brain also, you know, if I'm trying to find something, I know <laughs> where it's going to be. Oh, I need to buy this off of Amazon. Okay, that was sent to me in this system. You know, that came to me in Facebook. So let me find it in there. I'm kind of jealous. Like you've you've got a a lot of of benefits there, and I think the most important thing to for anybody that's listening that doesn't understand this is that your children are extremely well taken care of. Like Mm -hmm. they're if if one parent's busy, like I mean, in situations with maybe a one or two parent household, um like kids can get ignored but for your kids they just have extra love that's everywhere exactly and an extra babysitter which always helps too (laughs) (laughs) just say man we're 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 zone defense over here so you guys still still get to double double cover at times exactly you know from you know planning to you know just have a, a two of us date night he'll watch the kids you know i'll watch the kids they go out uh when she was pregnant uh with our younger it was a very tough pregnancy. Um, there was multiple trips to the ER. So, you know, it worked out with his schedule. Most of the time he was already home. So we didn't have to worry about bringing a two and a half year old to the ER. Who's wondering, you know, why is mommy sick? And towards the end of it, it was actually being yelled at every single time. Why'd you come home? Where's my sister? Go back and bring her home. <laughs> Every time we left, she expected, you know, she knew it was getting close. And so she's waiting for her sister to come home. Yeah. Where is the baby? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, pretty much what happened go. with my son and daughter with the youngest two. Baby's that's still like... inside mommy's tummy. You know, it's not time yet. It's going to be soon. Yeah. Then with, she'd go uh, stomping off and pout in her room. With with Barkley, they're, they're expecting another one through surrogacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, their son is like, where's my new brother at? And and as far as he, the way he explained it was like, his son knows that the the baby is growing. So he thinks this, this woman in another state has the child and is just going to bring him in eventually. He, he doesn't understand that she's pregnant. He's just like, oh, okay, they, they have it. And then they're going to bring it in. Um, but... I think I'm out of questions. You you honestly covered everything pretty well. Woo. Um, <laughs> David, you got anything? No, you covered it. Covered everything. Uh, the only yeah. question I really had was how to deal with the jealousy part. But like you said, you have to just talk and communicate. Talk and communicating is most of it. I mean, you know, we have had our problems, just like every couple does. Um, when it was just the two of us living together. Um, you know they were they were a long distance relationship she was looking at bringing somebody else in we none of us felt that it was a very good idea it was someone that we all had known um and so we didn't think it was gonna be a good idea for him to be joining us she still had wanted to that it it caused a rift uh for a while um where honestly i'd moved out to a separate bedroom for a couple of months you know, we stayed in the house. You know, we still made it kind of weird because we were still kind of you know doing the dating things. As far as you know, we we're or 
we were living together, you know, we were sharing a car. We weren't telling people we broke up, but separate bedroom, you know, because at that point it was a lack of communication. So, you know, we eventually talked it out. She realized, you know, it wasn't a good idea even looking into bringing somebody else in at the time. And, you know, there were things that she was looking for that she hadn't told us she was looking for. We were able to, you know, work on that. And once the communication was back in line, everything was getting back together. So, you know, those sort of things do help. Yeah. Communication is hard just between, just between one couple. Um, I, I don't think my wife could handle dealing with me and somebody else. <laughs> I know my wife could not handle me and somebody else. I know for a fact. She tells me all the time I'm her biggest child. Yeah. She sent me a thing today that uh, said uh, my most difficult child is my mother-in-law's. <laughs> But uh, it, it honestly, it sounds like you guys have a really good system set up and and um, like every everything just seems to work mm-hmm. um, perfectly. Oh, yeah. And you know, we have fun with it, too. You know, we go out yeah. to the theme parks, things like that, because you know, we're both by also we can admire the crowds together and we're not, you know, <laughs> angry you know, with that of, oh, you checking someone out. It's like, yeah, for you. Here, look over there. Look at that eye candy. <laughs> I so. I have a list of uh of like celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the hall pass list. Yeah. Um and <laughs> and most of my list is is men. I'm I'm not even gay, but like like John Stamos is in my <laughs> number one go to. Um John even, even Stamos. Before- did we just yeah, even best before friends? Ryan Reynolds, like Ryan Reynolds makes most, most men gay, yeah. but I would pick John Stamos over Ryan Reynolds just because I think he would take care of me. See, I couldn't have a celebrity <laughs> hall pass. So we don't even do that just because of my history of working security and I worked <laughs> concert security for a while. So, you know, I work Taylor Swift concerts. I've worked, you know, George Thorogood concerts. I was stuck in an elevator for 15 minutes with Tom from Blink-182. Oh, that's awesome! Would you pretty you cool guy. A, like a an elevator pitch? On no, just sat there and we were just you know just chilling and talking. It was me, him, and this is when he was in the the newer band, uh, Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, we were in the green room downstairs, uh, or the elevator to the green room. My job that night was sit in the elevator, make sure anyone coming down had passes. So you know, we're sitting there before the show waiting to go up top to get him on stage and the drummer was taking his time. So we're sitting there for 10 minutes. Turns out the drummer took the stairs on the other side. So he was already up there. <laughs> uh, so who, who's your, your like most favorite celebrity you've met? I've met a good number of them. Honestly, the the best ones to meet are the ones that you don't even realize who they are because they're walking around backstage just dressed like Joe Schmo. And then after you realize, Hey, wait, that was so-and-so. I've done rock shows. I've done Disney on ice. Um, I worked a Mary J. Blige and Jay-Z concert. (laughs) That one. um, Yeah. That was an interesting show to work. I'd say so being inside of an enclosed arena. <laughs> <With> no. <laughs> just say there were some thunderstorms going on up in the, top, uh, in the upper decks. 
<laughs> These tall clouds. Poof. Poof. Yeah. All of the ushers, all the security who worked inside ended up down at uh, Perkins and Denny's with the munchies after the show. Oh, I am sure. Yeah. <laughs> Denny's is like, why is there so many people here? People don't typically go to Denny's. Oh, they knew. Because the Waffle House was full. Yeah. That's fantastic. But honestly, I worked at it for like 10 years. It kind of just a lot of them roll together. Um, Harlem Globe, the Harlem Globetrotters were pretty cool. I met a couple of them from one of their shows and they're cool guys. Right on. Uh, we, we got to meet uh, Manu Bennett from arrow and he was a really nice guy. Um, but I haven't met many celebrities. Um, but before, so we're, we're getting at, time um are there any stories or um anything you want to share with anybody that that um like whatever you've been wanting to say to the world no i mean you know we covered a lot of the points that i wanted to talk about you had them in your questions there and that's you know that's basically what i was thinking of you know it's not sister wives brother husbands uh for everybody some people it is absolutely but, you know, just like, you know, any other relationship, poly relationships are all different. You know, you're, it's going to be tough to find two that are alike. All right. And I guess that's about as bad as it gets. Bam! If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rate and review. Your feedback fuels us and helps us reach more parents and make a positive impact on their lives. Are you looking for a daily dose of dad jokes? Follow us on Instagram at as dad gets pod there you can find the latest dad jokes and keep up with the latest news and updates about our podcast also do you have a parenting question or do you want to spotlight a dad reach out to us by email at as dad as it gets at gmail.com